Awesome. Hey, well, good morning, family. I titled this sermon this morning. Hey, I got a clicker in my pocket. Ah, I titled it, Loving God, Growing You, Serving Together. And if, you, if you've been here the past few months, we've been going over our, our, our vision statement, Love, Grow, Serve. And, and we spent the past uh, number of months really diving in deeper what it means to, to be loving, to, to love God, to love others, to, to show love to the world. And, and we talked about growing, growing you guys, like, like what it means to grow, growing in faith, growing spiritually, growing in grace and mercy, serving together, serving each other uh, here as a whole and as an individual. And, and if, you're, if you don't know what I'm talking about at all, either one of two things, either you haven't been coming often or, or you have been and you just are not good at paying attention, <laughs> no, just to be frank. But if you're visiting, sorry, and, and we would love to see you come more often. Honestly, we, we hope you feel welcome. Love to see you be part of our family on a regular basis. Um, but, but we've been going over Love, Grow, Serve, and this morning, I plan on wrapping up this series, wrapping it up. And I was like, all right, so what, so what can I do? Um, I was thinking, like, how, how can I, what can I share with you guys that, that could and, and would make an impact, uh, a difference, motivate us, in, encourage us to, to move forward and, and go deeper? And, and I want to share how important this love, grow, serve really is. But, you know, I could, I could go into each of them, but we just spent the past few months doing that, right? And, and as I was, I was literally asking God, like, what do you want me to share on this morning. And one day when I was driving out to New Jersey for work the other week, uh, as I was meditating on this, I just really sensed God say, tell them why. I said, Lord, like, why? Uh, we just went over why and how over the past number of weeks. And he said, no, 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 like, tell them why you're doing these together. Like, why we chose to do these um, love, grow, serve together. And real quick, before I get into that, I want to just uh, give a few verses to back up, uh, to recap why we chose this. Um, and I say real quick, not because it's not important, but because we've been going over this. So Matthew 22, 37 30 through 39 says, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like this, love your neighbor as yourself. A very familiar verse. <clears throat> I'm going to read it again in Mark 12, 30. The most important command, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater command than this. And it goes on to repeat the same thing, Luke 10, 27 and Deuteronomy 6, 5. They pretty much say the same thing, that we are to love God with everything. And listen to this, 1 Corinthians 8, 3 <clears throat> says, The man who loves God is known by God. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. You want to know more about God? Love Him. Love Him. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 12 uh, uh, how we, as we gather how we should be encouraging one another, building one another up in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in Ephesians, Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, I want to read that to you. Again, Paul says, 
It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. To prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up in with him, into him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joining and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does his work, his service. So as we come and gather and do church here, we as a church, we should be growing each other. We should be growing you. The church should be growing us. And, and then serve. The Bible is very clear all over, over and over again about how we are to be servants of his. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 31, that talks about the body and, and, and how we have different roles and, and how we, we work together and, we, and how important it is for us to do this together. Guys, this is how we are to live. This is how God wants us to live. Loving, growing, serving. They go hand in hand. See, see, when we put them together and when we apply them to our life, when we apply them to our lives, we, we are becoming who Christ wants us to be. What's more important? Like, seriously, think about it. What's more important? Hmm. This uh, next slide working. What's more important? Like loving God and growing to be more like him. There we go. Loving God and growing to be more like him. Honestly, what's more important than that? If, <clears throat> so we often think, you know, yeah, you know, going to church, coming here, it's great. Like come here, get to sing some songs, learn about him. And, and life's going to be, you know, perfectly peachy, right? <laughs> I want you to think about something for a second. If God's going to, to make, if God's going to make me like Jesus, he's going to take me through some things that he took Jesus through. Right? Amen? Like, there were times when, when Jesus was, was, was tempted, when he was lonely. There were times when he was down, when he was tempted to be depressed. There, there, there were times when it wasn't easy. And, and Jesus went through these things. Do you think he's going to spare us from these things? See, God is more concerned about your character than your comfort, right? He's more concerned about your holiness than your happiness. And, and I don't mean to be a downer here. I'm just trying to be real with you guys and, and show you guys, like, like, it's about to show you how important it is to be aware that these things are going to happen after making the most important decision of your life. That these trials and sufferings will come, may come, and for us not to be surprised about it. And so often, what's so cool is so often these things, they, they drive us closer to Christ. And God uses these things to help us grow. All right, so, so that's not terrible news, but I got some really good news. Want to hear some really good news? Because God is still in the changing business. 
God is still in the changing business. He, he takes a life that was bent and he straightens it out. Right? He takes a life that it was shattered and he puts it back together. He takes a life that is, that is dirty, filthy, and he cleans it up. He takes a life that is broken and he fixes it. That's our loving God. That's what our loving God does. And we as a church, we want nothing less, nothing less than, than for all of us to be loving God, serving together where God, where, where God wants us to serve and naturally growing to be more like Christ. That's the heart of the leaders of this church and it's absolutely God's heart. It's definitely God's heart. But we must do our part and be intentional about it. I want to drive this home a little bit. See, see, our church, we, we can have awesome stuff like planned out here, awesome opportunities for you to grow in, in teaching and involvements and opportunities to be loving. And, and you, can, you, can, you can have a seed and God wants to grow it to be a beautiful thing, right? But if you're not intentional about putting it in the soil, if you're not intentional about loving it with some water, if we're not intentional about, about serving it with some sunlight, It may never grow to be the way, what it was created to be. You know, if we read our Bible every day and you aren't comprehending it, if, if you sing worship songs and, and we're not really thinking about what we're saying, if you come to church here and listen to the sermons but don't apply it to your life, or if you come and you're not, you're not looking to develop um, in, in relationships, if you come and you're not preparing your heart to hear from God, friends, you may not be growing to be more like him. Let's say there's a river that flows right by your house, right? You got this big river that flows right by your house. It's pretty wide and it flows pretty steady right down to the ocean. And there's a paddle boat right on the bank and you decide, all right, I'm going to go out to the middle of the, of the river. So you get in the paddle boat and you go out there and you have one of three options. You got three things you can do. You can either paddle against the current, right? You can sit back and kind of just go with the flow. Or, or you can paddle with the current. Which one is going to get you to the ocean the quickest? Which one is going to get you to become more like Christ the quickest? It's your choice. You can fight against the process. See, God has a plan and a purpose for you in mind. He has a destination that he wants to take you. And he wants to change you into the image of Jesus Christ. He's still in the life-changing business. You have a choice. You can fight against the process. You can sit back and kind of just go with the flow. Or, or you can work together with him in the process of becoming more godly, more like Jesus. It's up to you. And becoming more like Christ. I had to think about that for a little bit this week. I was like, what does that look like for me? What's that look like for us? And I came upon a couple stories, a couple, um, a couple stories that really kind of touched me. They encouraged me, and, and I want to share share it with you. <clears throat> and it's just a little taste of what I believe I want my life to look like for me to be willing. Let me read this, and then I have a couple thoughts. One day, a man saw an old lady stranded on the side of the road. So he pulled up in front of her Mercedes and got out. His pinto was still sputtering when he approached her. 
<laughs> you know how those were. Even with, uh, with a smile on his face, she was worried. Was he going to hurt me? He didn't look safe. He looked poor and hungry. He could see that she was frightened, stand, frighted, frightened, standing there in the cold. It was that chill which only fear could put in you. He said, I'm here to help you, ma'am. Standing, standing out in the cold. Why don't, why don't you just wait in your car where it's warm? By the way, my name is Brian Anderson. All she had was a flat tire, but it was an old... All she had was a flat tire, but for an old lady, that was bad enough. Brian crawled under the car, looking for a place to put the jack, skinning his knuckles a time or two. Soon, he was able to change the tire, but he had to get dirty and his hands hurt. As he was tightening up the lug nuts, she rolled down the window and began to talk to him. She told him that she was from St. Louis and was only just passing through. She couldn't thank him enough for coming to her aid. Brian just smiled as, she, as he closed the trunk. The lady asked him, how much do I owe you? Any amount would have been fine with her as she already imagined all the awful things that could have happened to, to her if he had not stopped. Brian never thought twice about being paid. This was not a job to him. This was helping someone in need, and God knows that there were plenty who had given him a hand in the past. He had lived his whole life this way, and it never occurred to him to act any other way. He told, told her if she really wanted to pay him back, the next time she saw someone who needed help, that she would give the person the assistance she, they needed. And Brian added, and think of me. He waited until the car, she started the car and drove off. It had been a cold and depressing day, but he felt good and headed home. A few miles down the road, the lady saw a small cafe. She went in to grab a bite and take the chill off before she made the last little bit trip home. It was a dingy looking restaurant. Outside were two ga old gas pumps. The whole scene was unfamiliar to her. The waitress came over and, and had a sweet smile, one that even on her feet for the whole day couldn't erase. The lady noticed the waitress was nearly eight months pregnant but she never let the strain and the aches change her attitude. The old lady wondered, how could someone who has so little, has so little, could be so giving to a stranger? Then she remembered Brian. After the lady finished her meal, she paid with a $100 bill. The waitress quickly went back to get change for the $100 bill, but the lady had slipped right out the door. She was gone by the time the waitress came back, and the waitress wondered where the lady could be. Then she noticed something written in the napkin. There were tears in her eyes when she read what the lady had written. You don't owe me anything. I have been there too. Somebody helped. Somebody once helped me out the way I'm helping you. If you really want to pay me back, here is what you do. Do not let this chain of love end with you. Under the napkin were nine more $100 bills. While there were tables to be cleared, sugar bowls to fill, the people to serve, and people to serve, but the waitress made it through another day. That night, when she got home from work, she climbed into bed. She was thinking about the money and what the lady had written. How could a lady have known how much she and her husband needed it? With the baby due next month, it was going to be hard. She knew how worried her husband was, and as, they lay there, as he lay there sleeping next to her, she gave a soft kiss and whispered soft and low, Everything is going to be all right. I love you, Brian Anderson. <clears throat> Man. Sorry. I, I just think it's so cool. Like, that's what I want to be like. I want to, I want to be willing to, 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 to do whatever God calls me to do. Right? And you never know what God's going to do through it. 
You never know. Inside a church, outside a church, any time that we're, if we're intentional about loving and serving God and, and others, our faith will grow and in return will make us love and serve and depend on, on God more. I've seen it in my own life. And so how do we know if we're depending on God? How do we know if we're depending on God? Let me ask you, how much do you, of your life do you have under control? Here, here, here's a test to show how much you have under your control. What, how's your prayer life? Like the things that you are praying about, the things that you're praying about, you're giving it to God and it's under his control. The things that, that you're not praying about in your life, most times, more times than not, you're putting it under your control and not God's. And I want to challenge you this week to, to pray about your decisions, to pray about every circumstance, your feelings, your relationships, your deadlines, your, your, your budget, your purchases. Yes, even right before Christmas. <laughs> My wife should be listening to this. <laughs> Our priorities. We should be praying about this. And God is concerned about them all. He's concerned about them because he cares about us. He cares about you. Even the little things. I'd like to end with one more story, if I can. I, I came upon this one as well, and I couldn't decide which one to share, so I decided to share them both. And it was just, I really want to pick some things that will encourage you and show you how, you know, little things can make a difference. And it's another one of an elderly. I'm sorry, it's not picking on an elderly at all. It's just happened, uh, this can relate to anybody. It could be anyone in the story. Um, so the story starts out where she, Beth, is sitting in an airport terminal waiting to board a plane. She was sitting there for several, with several other people who were also waiting, whom she did not know. As she waited, she pulled out her Bible and started reading. All of a sudden, she felt as if there were people sitting there all around her looking at her. She looked up but realized that they weren't looking at her. They were looking right past her, directly behind her. So she turned around to see what everyone was looking at. And when she did, she saw a stewardess pushing a wheelchair with the ugliest man that she's ever seen sitting in it. She said he had long white hair and it was all tangled in such a mess. His face was really, really wrinkly and he didn't look friendly at all. She said she didn't know why, but she felt drawn to this man and thought at first that God wanted her to witness to him. In her mind, she was thinking, oh God, please not now, not here. No matter what she did, she couldn't get this man off her mind. And all of a sudden she knew what she was supposed to do. She was supposed to brush this old man's hair. So she went and knelt down in front of the man and said, Sir, may I have the honor to brush your hair for you? He said, What? She said, Oh, great. I, he's hard of hearing. Again, a little louder, she said, Sir, may I have the honor to brush your hair for you? He answered, If you're going to talk to me, you're going to have to speak up. I'm hard of hearing. <laughs> so practically yelling, she says, Sir, may I please have the honor to brush your hair for you? Everyone watching to see what his response would be. The old man just looked at her confused and said, well, I guess if you really want. She said, I don't even have a brush, but I thought I would ask anyways. He said, look in the bag behind me on the back of the chair. There should be a brush in there. She got the brush out and started brushing his hair. She, she had a little girl with long hair, so she had a lot of practice getting tangles out and knew how to be gentle with it. She worked a long time until every tangle was out. Just as she had finished up, she heard the old man crying. And she went and put her hands on his knees, kneeling in front of him again, directly looking into his eyes and said, Sir, do you know Jesus? 
He answered, yes, of course I know Jesus. You see, my bride told me she couldn't marry me unless I knew Jesus. So I learned about all about Jesus, and I asked him to come to my heart many years ago before I married my bride. He continued, you know, I'm on my way home to go see my wife right now. I've been in this hospital for a very long time here and had many surgeries done in this town far away from home. My wife couldn't come with me because she is also very frail. She said, he said, I was so worried about how terrible I, my hair looked. I, could, I didn't want my hair to seem this way and how awful I looked. And I couldn't even brush my own hair by myself. Tears were rolling down his cheeks as he <clears throat> thanked Beth for brushing his hair. He thanked her over and over and over. She was crying. People around witnessing were crying. As they were boarding the plane, a stewardess also was crying, stopped her and said, why did you do that? And right there was an opportunity, the door that had been opened to share with someone about the love of God. <clears throat> you know, we don't always understand God's ways, but be ready, guys. We, we may, he may use us to meet the needs of someone else, right? Just like he did, he, he used someone to meet the need of this, this lady with the car, this gentleman that needed his hair combed. <clears throat> and in that moment, you never know what's going to happen. Also calling the lost souls, um, the lost soul who needed to know about his love. Guys, I, I want to be that person that's so loving, that's, that's willing to serve. And, and in return, as I'm, I'm, as I'm growing in knowledge, as I'm growing in understanding, <clears throat> as I'm serving and loving, we grow in our faith. We grow in, in our matured, maturity. <clears throat> we grow in the understanding and we grow in the, in, in the ability to hear Christ. We don't always see or know the impact that one small kindness can have and what it will do for someone else when, when we're willing to show love, to serve the way Christ wants us to. And I guarantee you, growth is going to happen. So just a quick recap God is still in the life-changing business, guys. He's still in the life-changing business. And our cry here, our heart <clears throat> here as a church, is for everyone here to be loving, so in love with God, <clears throat> that we're loving our neighbors, growing spiritually, growing in understanding, in maturity, growing in our faith. And as we serve together our God and each other, becoming more like Him. <coughs> Excuse me. So if you're here and, and, and you, we're going to end with a song, but if you're here and you don't know Christ, what better time than now? What better time than to make a dedication to, to invite him into your heart to clean you up? He wants to do that. Not just willing, he wants to. If you're here and you're thinking, man, I just, I haven't been hearing God lately. I, it's been tough or, I, you know, I want to be that person that's, that, that is willing to just go up to someone and do what God is calling me to do. But I, I'm not hearing him, hearing him or I'm not, I'm not bold enough. <clears throat> Guys, maybe you need to make a new dedication. Say, God, whatever, whatever it is, wherever it is. If you want to make a dedication to say, Lord, I want to be all in for you, not just half-heartedly. 
where, where you're always welcome, but I'm gonna invite you again. You can come up and pray. You can do it where you are, but there's loving people that are willing to pray for you. I wasn't sure I was gonna do this, but it's always open. And what better place than here, than now? If you need to re rededicate, if you wanna invite him into your heart, <laughs> most important decision we will ever make. Guys, I just want to encourage you to, to be, be encouraged. Be willing. Be willing. And, and, and just wait to see what God will do in your life. How he wants to use you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I, I want to dedicate my life to loving, to growing, to serving God, we're feeling that as a church. There's nothing more important than becoming more like you, to be in your, to be in your love. God, I want to, I want to love you more. I want to understand that more. I want to be so willing and so in tune that wherever you serve, wherever you call me to serve, in any capacity, in any moment of my daily life, I drop my hat and do what you're calling me to do. Give us the boldness, give us the courage, give us the ability. I ask for that in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I invite you to just work in our hearts, even now as we sing our last song, show us where we need to change, show us some things that we need to work on. Lord, clean us up. Put us back together. I'm just a cracked pot, Lord. And I need you. Become more like you. It's in your name we can pray this.